With mining about to return to Bougainville, there is a call for Canberra to ensure companies involved are doing so ethically. The advocacy group Jubilee Australia says as many as six companies, mostly Australian, are eyeing operations in the autonomous Papua New Guinea region. In a paper out today, Jubilee lays out steps that should be taken to avoid another disastrous mining operation such as happened at Panguna. Spokesperson Fife Strawn told on Wiseman about the rush to get involved that is detailed in their report called the Scramble for Resources, the International Race for Bougainville's Mineral Wealth. There's two particular issues that we look at. One of them is around companies potentially exacerbating tension between landowners. So our report documents instances of companies that are making payments to landowner groups um, that are competing in the Panguna area and raises concerns that that could be potentially giving rise to a conflict of interest for those landowners and undermining community rights to free prior and informed consent. The second issue that we raise concerns about is around around advice prepared for the Bougainvillean government. So we've seen two leaked presentations, one prepared by a company and one prepared by individuals associated with a company, both advising the Bougainvillean government in 2019 to give mining rights to an offshore company in the British Virgin Islands. And we've obviously got concerns about what is appropriate corporate political engagement in that situation and potential risks for Bougainville and the people of Bougainville from that kind of advice. Okay. Well, generally, Australia, of course, is very much environmentally conscious as an organisation, isn't it? That would be fair to say. Yes. So uh, ideally, you don't want to see any mining at all, do you? Well, actually, the decision whether to open Panguna or to reopen any other kind of mining in Bougainville is a decision for the people of Bougainville and for the government of Bougainville. And, and we're very clear on that. I guess what we'd say is the Panguna mine, when it was operating, obviously caused widespread, significant environmental damage. And it's really important, and I'm sure it's it's front of mind um, for the Bougainvillean government and people, that the mistakes of the past, that the um, environmental devastation of that kind of mining not be repeated. So we're not coming here and saying Bougainville shouldn't reopen Panguna, that's definitely a decision for the Bougainvillean government. But if they are going to consider reopening the mine, thinking about ensuring that there is that free prior and informed consent from the community, there is really strong environmental provisions put in place in advance and a really good understanding of that is critically important. The current government has quite recently announced that it has reached agreement with landowners at Panguna for a a joint operation there that would essentially, I'm suggesting anyway, that landowners would have a very big say in that. Do you think that's enough? I think it's been great to see the process that's been happening with a staged consultation process between the Bougainvillean government and landowners in Panguna. And we are aware that that's a process that's been going on for some time and is still a very much an ongoing process. So I don't think we're going to be seeing the Panguna mine reopening overnight. I think it is a great step to see landowners front and centre in those discussions. And the recent announcement that you've referred to, Don, that came out saying that any reopening of Panguna will be an endeavour with landowners in the driving seat. That's a really important and key thing, yeah. Ideally, of course, the hope would be that any mining operation was fully controlled by Bougainville and Bougainvillian interests, but because of the costs involved, they're going to have to seek vast amounts of money overseas, aren't they? There's no alternative to the equivalent of these various companies that have been lining up. 
Yeah, that's right. Any reopening of Panguna in particular or a large scale mining operation would require presumably capital coming from overseas in some way, whether that's in the form of investors or of a developer company. And I think that's obviously front of mind for a number of the companies that are seeking the opportunity to mine in Bougainville at the moment. But having a process starting with dialogue and wide community consultation with the Panguna landowners is definitely a really important first step. Yes, you've got very specific recommendations for the autonomous Bougainville government. We really think that it's important, while it is a decision for the ABG whether or not to reopen Panguna, it's important to undertake due diligence on any corporate partners that are seeking mining and exploration licences. We also think it's important to support landowner groups within Panguna to obtain independent advice so that they can ensure that their rights and that their environment will be protected and be independently supported. And we also think that any plans for reopening Panguna need to be based on a detailed independent analysis of the potential costs and environmental impacts. These various companies you talked about, they have Australian connections, even if in some cases they're registered in other places like Belize and so on. (laughs) But you've got very key requirements that you think the Australian government should be placing on companies that want to get involved in developments in developing countries? Most of the companies, not not all of them, but most of the companies covered in our report do have a connection to Australia and some of them are listed on the ASX. Others are, as you say, based in offshore jurisdictions, but headquartered in Australia. We think that the Australian government needs to do more to address the risks where Australian companies are operating overseas, particularly in post-conflict situations like Bougainville. One thing we'd really like to see is the government establishing a mandatory human rights due diligence mechanisms. So that would be a mechanism that really requires Australian businesses to consider the impact, the human rights impacts of their work overseas, to mitigate those impacts and to address any human rights breaches if they occur. And we also want to see Corporations Act and other corporate regulations imposing clear responsibilities on companies to avoid causing economic, social, human rights and environmental harm overseas. And one last thing we'd just love to see is better transparency. As a simple practical thing, preparing this report, we spent hundreds of dollars on company searches just to find out who owns some of these companies or where they're headquartered and be able to do that corporate research. And that's clearly not something that's available to people living in a community in Papua New Guinea or Bougainville or elsewhere in the Pacific. So we'd really like to see a beneficial ownership register and better corporate transparency in general from Australia. 